And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, this makes no sense. They sent the praisers out first. Why? Because praise is warfare. Hey everybody, so glad you're able to join me today as we finish our series on overcoming anxiety. And I, I truly hope that you found it helpful in terms of maybe getting a different perspective on where you're at and what God is doing. Because sometimes we can be like, God, where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? But uh, when you recognize that the Lord is working on you and that the Lord wants you free and that you truly can overcome anxiety. Because remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so recognize this, that as you're hearing, faith is growing. Amen. Faith is growing on the inside of you that you can be free, that you can walk in joy, you can walk in peace, irrespective of the circumstances in Jesus' name. And uh, and of course, we are believing that the circumstances will change. But sometimes God wants you to change uh, before the circumstances will. And that's where faith comes in. And that's what faith is. Faith shouts before the wall falls. Christ spoke while the storm was still blowing. He spoke, uh, you know, to, to the fig tree. And so in the same way, uh, we need to release our faith and we need to believe uh, that the change has come uh, even before you see it manifested in the natural. And that's what it says in the Gospel of Mark. It says, uh, verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And you need to believe that you receive that freedom, that deliverance uh, from oppression, depression, anxiety, no more panic attacks in the name of Jesus, because the Lord wants you free. And uh, he paid for your freedom 2,000 years ago on the cross. And so uh, we've been talking about overcoming anxiety, and we've uh, gone through Psalm 23. And, uh, you know, there's been so many wonderful uh, things in this psalm that, that really speak to us about how the Lord is our shepherd, that we don't have to want. He restores our soul. He leads us in righteousness. Uh, he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And, um, uh, you know, I love this where it says, you anoint my head with oil. You know, God wants to anoint you. And, you know, the Bible says of Christ, God anointed him with the oil of joy more than his fellows. And so God wants to anoint you with the oil of gladness. Amen. You can bring gladness uh, wherever you go. You, you you can cause people to smile rather than to wince. Amen. And uh, you can give people a piece of your heart rather than a piece of your mind. And uh, and so God wants us to be bringers of joy. And this is why some of you have been struggling with, with depression or anxiety is because God wants to use you as a vessel, uh, a vessel that will bring joy and happiness and peace wherever you go in Jesus' name. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you were known as the person who brings joy into the work, into your job, uh, that, that you be known as the person in your family that people will always go to because you always have a word in season for those who are weary. You always have a smile for those who are discouraged. Amen. And uh, you know it, my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so God wants us to dwell 
in peace. He wants us to dwell in joy. And so we've been looking at keys to uh, overcoming anxiety. The first one we dealt with was prayer. Um, you know, the the book of James says, if, if anyone is, is uh, James chapter 5, verse 13, is anyone among you in trouble, let him pray. Amen. And so uh, prayer is a key to overcoming uh, anxiety. If you if you will develop a prayer life, I assure you, fear and anxiety will leave you because the reason why you're anxious and fearful is because you're carrying your cares. And uh, Jesus said, come to me, all you who weary and, weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. How do we come to him? I mean, does he transport us to heaven? No, you pray. When you pray, you're coming to him. You're bringing it to the Lord in prayer. Just like that old song, bring it to the Lord in prayer. Uh, the, the second one is, is uh, I, we dealt with was move. You know, uh, we were made to move. Discipline your body. Uh, go for a walk. Uh, go to the gym. Go for a run or a cycle and you'll feel so much better. Go for a walk in the park or a walk in the forest or climb a mountain. Just do something and you'll be amazed at, at how uh, physically you will feel so much better. Amen. And so the third one is rest. And um, this one naturally follows the other. If you're exercising, you will rest better. You will sleep better because you'll be tired. And um, and, and so he makes us lie down in green pastures. And uh, it's so much easier to lie down if you've actually done something rather than sit in front of a TV and vegetate, okay? And uh, if you're watching daytime TV, uh, you, you really need to get up and do something more productive in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we need rest. Even Jesus said this, you know, uh, in, in the Gospel of of Mark chapter 4, uh, he showed us that rest is an essential part of our peace. We need rest. And he told the disciples, let's go aside and get some rest uh, because they were so busy ministering to others. Okay, so you need rest. Another one is diet. Um, some people make a God out of diet. I'm not talking about that. Uh, but it, it is important to understand that that what you're eating will affect you uh, physically um, and it can even afford, affect you uh, emotionally because if you're eating a lot of processed foods, really high in sugar, um, uh, you know, it's going to affect you. It's, it's going to cause you to be overweight and f feel unhealthy and that will affect your mood and your emotions. And so if you're exercising and you're eating well, you're going to feel better. You're going to be in better form. Amen. And so when you exercise, you release these endorphins in your body. And so uh, certainly uh, diet does play a, a big part in it because it's not just all about exercise. Uh, it's probably more about your diet than your exercise, actually. And so, um, you know, when you eat well, uh, you're, you're looking after your body physically and uh, you're feeding it well in Jesus name. And so another one I dealt with was boundaries. And uh, this is so important because some people, like I said, are anxious because they have no boundaries. They, they have an inability to say no. They never say no to anybody. And so invariably people end up heaping their problems on them. And, um, uh, you know, I think it's important to recognize there's only so much you can do for people. And uh, there's a saying, you can lead the horse to water, you can't make a drink. It's like a person who came to uh, Derek, late, uh, the, the late, great Derek Prince for deliverance. And, uh, and, and he said to this person, he said, deliverance is only for the desperate. You're not desperate. Go away and come back when you are. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Prince wasn't a pastor, and uh, I can see why. But um, but sometimes you just got to say the truth and um, speaking the truth in love. So uh, it is important to have boundaries because if you don't have boundaries, um, a case in point is, you know, with so many people working from home, uh, many people, the boundaries have become blurred and, uh, you know, uh, companies heaping so much work on them to the point where they're working, you know, at 11 o'clock at night 
not engaging with their wife and their kids or their husband and the kids. And, uh, you know, consequence of this is leading to marriage breakdowns. It's leading to anxiety, depression and uh, people having panic attacks simply because they're just stretched uh, so so thin they're they're wound up like a clock and it's affecting their mental health and so um you know boundaries are important there's a time and a place to say no it's some it's probably an area where i've struggled in my life um and uh, uh, but it is important to be able to say no to people and to to recognize there's a time and a place to draw a line and say no that's not for me amen and so uh, uh, the next one i want to get to uh, before we finish today is praise Praise is an essential part of overcoming anxiety. And you might not make the connection. Um, it might not be the first thing that comes to mind. Um, uh, but you know what? Praise is important, particularly when things are going wrong. Um, because we all praise the Lord when things go right and when everything's going our way and we're full of the joy of the Lord. But you know what? We need to be praising the Lord on a daily basis, irrespective of what is going on in our lives. And um, Psalm 40 here really, you know, encapsulates this principle so well. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. And uh, so there, there will be times when we have to wait on the Lord. And uh, Isaiah 40 says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not grow weary, they shall walk and not grow faint. Amen. And, uh, you know, that, that really is such a, a, an important uh, principle for us to grasp. Amen. Um, and that is Isaiah chapter 40 and uh, verse 29. It says, he gives power to the weak and to the those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And, and you know, part of you struggling with anxiety or depression or fear uh, maybe just the fact that you are weary, you're tired, you're worn out. And when we're tired, everything just seems so much more gloomy. Sometimes my wife says to me, John, you're tired. You just need to go to bed. And she's right. The next morning, I feel on top of the world again. And uh, sometimes it's just our battery light is flashing and um, and we're just exhausted. We just need to get some sleep. We need to get some rest. And um, it says, even you shall faint and be weary, weary and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait in the Lord shall renew their strength. And so we wait upon him in prayer, certainly, but we also wait on him as we praise, as we're praising, uh, as we're waiting for the breakthrough. Um, I, I love that song um, by Katie Torwalt. I'll praise you uh, for my breakthrough um, until my song becomes my triumph. And uh, I'll sing because you're worthy. Uh, and, and so it's this attitude of praising God. Yes, I'll, I'll praise you before my breakthrough. And and that's the beautiful thing is we can praise God before the breakthrough. And fact is, if you won't praise God before the breakthrough, you most likely will never see the breakthrough because God is the God of the breakthrough. And when you praise, you bring God on the scene. And, and with God comes your breakthrough, amen? And that's not why we praise him, but certainly uh, it's a good reason to. It says, they shall mount up wings as eagles, they, like eagles, they shall run and up be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And so as we wait on him, we renew our strength, as we praise him, as we bless the Lord. And so it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. 
Hallelujah. And some of you need to be established um, in your steps. Some of you need to find stability in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of anxiety. Amen. Uh, God will give you uh, stability in Jesus' name if you will but look to him. Um, and, and again, Proverbs 27 and verse 18, and it says, Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits in his master will be honored. And in many instances, the way God honors you is just by meeting your needs, by blessing you, um, by lifting you above your your trials and your your tribulations and and by, you know, answering your, your cry and by meeting your needs and by, you know, um, uh, bringing the, 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 the answer that you've so desperately needed. He brought me up out of a horrible pit and set me in the and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. You see, some of you need to put a new song in your mouth because you've been singing that country song. You know, it's like the joke, you know, you play a country song backwards, you get your wife back, your dog back, your 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 life back, your job back, etc., etc. And and some of us I think have been guilty of feeling sorry for ourselves and singing that country song, that that song of despair and discouragement. God wants to put a new song in your mouth. And what is that song? Praise to our God. And so there is power in praise. And if you will learn to praise him, that anxiety will leave. If you will learn to praise him, that depression and heaviness will leave in Jesus' name. Amen. There is power in praise. And so that's why Psalm 34 says this. And this is a very, very uh, powerful psalm. And it's certainly one that spoke very powerfully to me during COVID. Um, I just come out of COVID. A dear friend of ours in the church had died. And uh, I was at her funeral and uh, I was, uh, you know, I had to speak at, at, at her funeral. And, uh, you know, my heart was broken uh, at her loss. And, um, you know, Psalm 34, God really spoke to me through that Psalm. And it starts by saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And that means that we praise him in good times. We praise him in bad times. We praise him when we're on top of the world. We praise him when it feels like the world is on our shoulders. And there, there may be times like that when when it looks like all hope is gone. It, it, it looks like uh, it's all over. And um, and maybe your heart is broken. And uh, But you know what? The Bible says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There's something so powerful about just saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, even though, like I said, things may not be the way you want. Even though, like I said, your 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 bank account or your physical symptoms in your body, there's something so powerful about praise. Um, I, I I love the book by Norval Hayes, um, and and in the book he talks about how worship, praise, and worship, uh, you know, releases faith. And uh, I don't have the exact title of it, but a wonderful man of God, and uh, just so blessed my life so so much. Uh, anything you can read by him will, will encourage you. But anyway, we make the decision we're going to bless the Lord all, at all times. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. And so again, uh, this is a decision. And and uh, as I'm going to show you in a few moments with the last point, um, uh, being part of a body, there's something powerful about praising the, the Lord together. There's something very powerful about, about you know, worshipping the Lord together as a body. And um, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. So what happens when we seek the Lord, when we pray, when we worship, when we praise? He delivers us from our fears. 
He delivers us from anxiety, from depression. Uh, you know what? Just even this morning, I was struggling with uh, some things had gone wrong and uh, I, I was flustered, I was frustrated. But as I started to minister on these Bible verses, you know, joy just started to bubble up on the inside and I just said, you know what, Lord, you're in control and it is well. It is well with my soul. That's what the, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, the Old Testament, the, the woman who'd lost her son, her son had died. She said, it is well. And, um, uh, you know, there's there's something very powerful about praise, about praising the Lord. Uh, you know, that old um, hymn, uh, it is well with my soul. If you look into the story of the man who wrote that hymn, I think it was Horatio Spafford was the person who wrote that hymn, it is well with my soul. And he had a, a four-year-old son uh, who had died of scarlet fever. He had lost um, uh, his wealth in the great fire of Chicago. And he decided to send his wife and uh, four daughters uh, on a, a, you know, on, on a, a journey to, to England for a break, for a holiday. And unfortunately, there was a shipwreck and he lost his four daughters. And it was at the point where he was traveling over. Um, his wife survived, but when he was traveling over and the captain pointed out the rough area where his um, children, his four beautiful daughters were lost, um, that he wrote this, this beautiful hymn, it is well, it is well with my soul. And, and in the same way, you may feel like you've lost everything. You may feel uh, like there is, there is no hope and that there is no use in even going on with your life. Uh, know this, you're loved and, and the Lord still has a future for you. It is well with your soul. And if you can just learn to praise him, he'll bring you through this in Jesus' name. God will bring you true to the other side because he loves you. He loves you. You're special. You're called. He, he shed his blood for you. And so again, this is why I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. They shall not lack any good thing. And I remember at Jackie's funeral, just uh, not too long before I was going to stand up and speak, uh, you know, my heart was breaking and I just felt so alone in that time. And yet in the midst of it, I just felt God's presence. And I just kept reading that psalm over and over again. And uh, I just felt the comforting presence of the Lord. You know, the Bible talks about how Christ is the, the, the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Christ is the good shepherd and he is with us and he's, we're never alone. Amen. And, and so it's as we seek him that he delivers us from our fears. Come, you children. Listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who's the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking uh, deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. And so, like I said, Whatever the issue is, you can overcome it. 
If it's anxiety, depression, fear, you can overcome it. As you cry out to the Lord, he will set you free from your fear in Jesus' name. Amen. He will deliver you from your troubles. And I love this verse. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. And so today, if you have a broken heart, know that the Lord is with you. He's by your side. He, he never leaves you. He's going to bring you through this in Jesus' name. Amen. And, you know, that's why, you know, Psalm 8 and verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes, uh, you've ordained strength. Jesus quotes this verse, but he quotes it slightly differently. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you've ordained praise. And so as we praise him, uh, we access God's strength. Amen. As we praise him, uh, our enemies will flee. Glory to God. Because it says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you've ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Do you know that praise silences the voice of the enemy? You know, the Bible says that uh, the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night. Some of you watching today, you've been struggling with the voice of the accuser. He's been accusing you, condemning you, speaking to your mind, saying you're not good enough. You're never going to accomplish anything. You're, you're never going to be free of this issue. But you know what? The Lord wants you to know that you are loved. And if you will just begin to praise him, your praise will silence the voice of the enemy. Your praise will silence the voice of the accuser in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so uh, just know this, you are loved. And as you praise him, uh, your enemies will flee. And we see this again, uh, this principle in the book of Chronicles because King Jehoshaphat was facing a huge army. I don't have time to, to, to go into it in its fullness, um, uh, but it says, uh, this this army came against it happened uh, after this the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat this was a battle Jehoshaphat hadn't asked for and in the same way you might be facing some battles you didn't ask for some things might have happened to you that you didn't deserve maybe you were abused maybe you were used or betrayed uh, know this the Lord loves you and he's with you and you don't face the battles of life alone and it says, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And they came uh, before the Lord and they said, O God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary by your name, saying, If disaster comes upon a sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, and we will stand before the temple and in your presence of your name, for it is holy, and we cry out to you in your affliction, and you will hear and save. And verse 12, O God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. You see, this is the secret. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Like I said, you may have problems for which you have no solution, needs for which you have no provision, uh, uh, challenges uh, uh, for which you have no way out of them. And uh, let me say this, the answer is found in looking unto Jesus. And this is what they did. And uh, the Lord spoke back 
through uh, Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, um, in, in prophecy. And he said, Listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And today, like I said, you might feel like you're struggling with this de debilitating illness or debilitating depression. Or, or anxiety that literally paralyzes you. Know this, the battle is the Lord's. You don't have to fight this battle. The Lord is fighting for you. And you're going to come through this. You're going to come out of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites and children of the Kohites and the children stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. Now, nothing in the natural had changed. The army they were facing hadn't gone away. The problem hadn't gone away. But they started to praise the Lord. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, this makes no sense. They sent the praisers out first. Why? Because praise is warfare. When you're praising the Lord, you're doing warfare. When you're praising the Lord, like the Bible says in, in, uh, in uh, Sam 8, it says, you know, that these kings are being bound in Jesus' name. These, these uh, enemies that are coming against you uh, are being bound by the praises of God. Glory to God. There's power in praise in Jesus' name. And um, so it says that, uh, that as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments uh, against Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. And Jehoshaphat and the people of Israel won a mighty victory because they praised the Lord. And that's a key to your breakthrough. Just praise him. Praise the Lord on a daily basis. Make a decision. You know what, Lord? Praise you. Praise you. You might have no money in your bank account, but you say, you know what? Praise you, Lord. I have a home. Praise you, Lord. I've got food in my fridge. Praise you, Lord. <laughs> Uh, you know what I had a bed to sleep on last night you know there's so much you can praise God for and the last thing I would just simply say is belong um, you know we've been looking at keys uh, like I said to, to and, and I would encourage you to to, to, to you know watch back on these previous episodes and they will help you uh, the first one was pray the second one is move the second one is the third one is rest uh, the fourth was diet uh, the fifth was boundaries uh, we just dealt with praise and the last one is belong psalm 122 says i was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the lord you see uh, you don't go to the house of the lord alone uh, when you go to church uh, you become part of a family you see none of us can do this alone we're part of a body psalm 92 planted in the house of the lord they will flourish in the courts of their God. And, you know, this is such a vital principle. You need to belong to a local church, a, a, a local church that teaches you the Bible. Amen. And uh, thank you, Jesus. This is so important for us to grasp. Amen. Because it's only as we are planted that we can flourish in Jesus name. Glory to God.
Praise you, Jesus. Uh, Psalm 92, verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He should grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You see, uh, we are part of a body. We weren't created for isolation and loneliness. And yet, uh, this is the very thing that our virtual world is tending to cause in us, which is a sense of loneliness and isolation. And, and this is why, like I said, when you, when you join a good Bible church, um, your faith will grow. You will be encouraged. You'll find encouragement. Join a life group uh, because we are created for community and um, we are part of a body. If you are born again, you are part of a body. And um, Ephesians 1, verse 19, What is exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the work of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he's put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So if you're a believer, you should be a member of a body because you're part of the body of Christ. Amen. And so uh, this is why Ephesians 4 says he gave unto us gifts unto men. He, he gave us pastors. You need to have somebody that you call pastor. Uh, you know, First Peter 2.25, for you were a sheep going astray, but now you've returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And uh, I love the new American standard. For you were continually straying like sheep. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. I think it's interesting that we're finishing as we have begun. We 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 begun by by reading Psalm 23 and going through it and recognizing we have a shepherd. And now as we finish, recognizing you know what that not only is Christ our shepherd, God gives under shepherds, shepherds who are accountable to Christ, pastors who are there to care for you, who are there to teach you the word and and help you to grow up into the fullness. And, and just as, as Christ is our shepherd and our guardian, so too a pastor is there uh, to serve you. A pastor is there to help you. He's there to shepherd and, and, and guard you, protect you from the wolves. And uh, so I'd encourage you, join a good Bible-believing church. Because um, I think it's interesting that just as uh, uh, most of us can quote um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, and, and we know what it's about, at least, even if we can't quote it. We all know the Bible verse, love never fails. That's from 1 Corinthians 13. And that's a beautiful uh, chapter. It's the, because uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 speaks of the love of Christ. But uh, not so many people know what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 speaks of. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 speaks of the love of Christ. But chapter 12 speaks of the body of Christ. Now, I don't have time to go there. I'd encourage you to read through it. But... It, it talks about how um, uh, we are members of the body of Christ. And um, uh, it, and, and so, it, you know, it's important for us uh, to recognize that we are part of uh, the body. And here it says, For by one spirit we were baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, you've all made to be to drink of one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one uh, member, but many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. That's uh, verse uh, 13 to 18. 
God has set us in the body. In verse 26, you might say, well, what's this got to do with overcoming anxiety? Everything. Because when you're part of a body, you're going to have people who are going to be around you to encourage you, particularly when you join a small group. They're going to be there to encourage you and help you along the way. And, you know, you might be surprised to discover you're not the only person in the world facing this issue. There may be others who are currently going through it or have gone through it in the past, and they can they can help you, they can encourage you, they can pray for you. And, um, and, and this is the problem, is that if you don't have a, a church that you're a member of, a, a body that you're a part of, uh, then you're not planted and you're not going to flourish, like it says in Psalm 92. And it's obvious that you're going to feel lonely and isolated. And this is what the enemy does. And this is what predators do. They try to get the, the, the sheep that's on its own and prey on it. And, um, but we know when you're part of a flock and you have a shepherd that's looking out for you, then there's protection in that. And, uh, and so, uh, like I said, uh, get into a good Bible church because it says if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. You, you'll discover there's people there that will have empathy for you. There's people who will love you and encourage you and, and help you. And, uh, and it says now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And, uh, and so... Uh, we're all indiv individual members of the body, and yes, there's a corporate body of Christ, uh, but you know what? Uh, the church you're a member of can't be online. You, you need to be a member of a church physically. You need to be planted somewhere. And praise God for online. Praise God for online teaching. It's wonderful. It's a blessing. Uh, but I would encourage you, there's no substitute for getting up on a Sunday having a shower, getting dressed, putting on your best clothes, going in and just praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord together with the people of God. And so let me finish with prayer. Lord, I pray for every person watching. I know there are some right now who are struggling. I just pray, Lord, that you would just burn these truths deep into their hearts and help them to help them to be more than just something they know in their head. Help it to be something that they receive in their heart. Help them to receive that freedom, that deliverance, that healing, that wholeness, that restoration. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, I come against every spirit of torment, every tormenting devil, every lying spirit that is trying to bring discouragement and condemnation and fear, anxiety. I come against those panic attacks, Lord. I just pray right now that, that those who are watching, those who are listening, that they will begin to praise you. They'll begin to look to you, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith, that they're going to give you the glory, that they're going to start to praise you even before the answer comes that they're going to praise you like the song goes before their breakthrough and the breakthrough will be seen in Jesus' name because we are more than conquerors to Christ who gives us strength. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So know this, child of God, the greater one is in you and the greater one is with you. You can't fail. You can't fall. God's with you. He's going to bring you forward in Jesus' name. And freedom is yours. Just receive that freedom. Just receive that peace, that wholeness, that shalom in the mighty name of Jesus because you are loved. You are his treasure. And the good work he's begun in you, he's going to complete it till he's coming in glory in Jesus' name. Love you all. God bless you. Amen.